0: Welcome to Episode 2 of the Family Pet Podcast, a podcast for curious pet parents where we believe that the more information you have, the better pet parent you will be. Today we're going to talk about a growing aspect in veterinary medicine, pet insurance. We're going to try to cut through all of the noise to help you feel more comfortable. And so sit back and let's get started with the Family Pet
1: Welcome in, curious pet parents. We're ready for another episode
0: of the family pet. I still get pumped up when I hear that music. I'm pumped up, and the fact that we're back for episode two, we've I've, we've made it, and let's do this. Hey, thing. we we have upgraded.
1: We are now in Spread the Positive Studios.
0: That's right. We we don't do the live from the uh, we, spread. Well, we're well, not, not live. live. Well, we're live. We're recorded. Being
1: we are live in Spread the Positive Studios. We've. We're 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 like professionals now on on only our second episode. (laughs) That's it. That's it. (laughs) So hopefully, our producer Trent can make us sound even better. Um, because we have a mission here, right? It, our mission is what? To spread the positive is the mission of this podcast studio, but the Family Pets podcast purpose is to help inform our pet parents out there, because we believe that the more that they know about pet health care, the better pet parent they can be.
0: That's absolutely true, and, and again, it's just a matter of getting that information in a way that's understandable, and a way that 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 can help. That's and right. So that's and what we're here for. And today,
1: let me ask you a question before we start today, Steve, how much money is in your bank account right now? <laughs> oh yeah, what? You, not you, enough. What? <laughs> not, not enough. Not enough. Well, <laughs> my, when is ever there enough, right? Um, you know, I asked that question in, in kind of joking, but, but one of the, I think one of the saddest things about veterinary medicine is that oftentimes when our pet parents come into the office with a pet that is sick or injured, we can fix it, but Absolutely. they can't afford it. The yeah. pet, the the owner, the, the pet parent can't afford it. We have the solution and we work our care plan out and we give the that care plan or estimate, some people call it, we call it a care plan, and we hand that to our pet parents and they look at that and they start to cry, or they sometimes get mad, or sometimes they just stare at it and don't say anything, which is awkward as well. But the real thing is like, they don't have the money.
0: Right. When the when the question going in is, how much is this going to cost? Can it be this? And
1: in, in human medicine, we do not, um, God, I don't even like to say this, we do not withhold care uh, based on the f- the ability of the people that are hurting to pay, but in veterinary medicine, that's not the way it works. It is a business, and there's no one I can tell people for sure. There's no one that gives us things for free uh, that we need in order to provide care for for pets. But it's it's very it's very hard. The solutions are there. Uh, our our doctors and our nurses, our veterinary assistants, they know that they could fix that pet. Uh, but the but the owners don't have enough money, and that's sad for the owners. It's sad for our team as well. And that well. can
0: be and that can be a situation. Let's not make it sound like the the individual who's coming in is is indigent or or living under the bridge somewhere. These are anybody. If you have a pet who breaks a leg, you're looking at a, a you know a four thousand dollar bill. And if you told me at this moment, hey, you've got to pay four thousand dollars, you asked how much is in my account? Well.
1: Not not that not enough to, to not enough that. to pay your regular bills yes. and just have four thousand
0: dollars. And extra, so right. it, you know, as a pet parent, you try to budget, you try to anticipate, but there is it. It's difficult yeah, because I mean, you don't know. The unknown is such an intimidating factor um, for veterinary care.
1: A, a, a another example. Um, at my own house right now. My daughter is 11 and she competes in agility with her dog. So that's that's where you see the dogs on TV that are running over the obstacle courses and things. That's what my daughter does with her little dog. Well, her she has a havanese, which for anyone out there that knows havanese, my wife says they're bred for for napping. That's what they're that's what they're made, made for. And I was like, I, that's dolly's my spirit animal i didn't know that uh dolly i also am am bred for napping but but my daughter needed something she's really enjoyed agility but dolly is not the dog that she can be competitive with so we actually have been approached by someone that has a dog a, a, um, a registered dog that they show and they want us to take care of it well in that contract we're responsible for all the vet care and i'm like of course having seen some of the worst that can happen i was like well what's the limit on that because I mean if the dog were to fall off of the dog walk and break a leg, I mean, you know, it, it or have a brain injury or something that's treatable, it might be fifty thousand dollars. Like, is there any limit to this? And and so that was something for us. And and today's topic is pet insurance. So actually what I did last night is um I looked at see to see what a policy a a a, right. a um I think it's called an accident and injury policy. Um, and so that's a solution for us. It's like $8 a month, um, large deductible. Well, we get into all that. So, right. so what we're going to be talking about today is a way that pet parents can, can budget for the worst case scenario. Right. And, and I brought, I, well, I brought you in, you're already here. You're the co-host of the family pet, that's right. but it's great that you're here with me because, um, this task was given, this pet insurance task of like finding out what it's all about was given to you last year sometime, maybe a year and a half. Yeah. Two years ago, two
0: years ago, Dr. Shirley came to me and said, I want to know about pet insurance. There's just so much information. I need you to cut through all of the noise, all of the clutter and give me one or two companies that I can feel comfortable recommending to my clients because there's 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 dozens there are dozens of companies writing pet insurance and the plans are as different as you could imagine so how do you how do you make sense of it all and so she asked for help on that and i spent months uh, talking with lots of companies looking at plans looking at, at how they are set up to try to come up with a couple of different options different so that they don't look the same to our clients, so that they could then say, well, I have a rabbit. We talked about uh, uh, in episode one, rabbit owners, if they want pet insurance, you might need to go to this company, to Nationwide, who insures rabbits. If you have a dog, you have many, many more options. So there's just so much information out there. Well, we can
1: just, we can just end this podcast at like the fastest podcast ever. What's the best one, Steven? <laughs> that's what they, that's what everybody asks in the room, right? Well, what, what do you recommend? It depends.
0: It depends. It depends. So,
1: okay. So it depends. So let's, let's just, I'm going through this right now. You are kind of the expert in the room, if we will, on pet insurance. So I'm just going to ask you some questions. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, the first thing is how does pet insurance work?
0: All right. So if you think about, and most Americans, uh, most of us, have two types of primary insurance that we're familiar with. We have auto insurance and we have health insurance. And if you think through those two, pet insurance is something of a a, a combination of the two. Um, it is much more like auto insurance in that it's technically insuring property. It is not a it is not a medical insurance uh, purpose. So just like if you had an uh, in your auto insurance, your oil changes aren't covered. Your tire rotations or new tires aren't covered. If a that's maintenance, that's maintenance, and those are the, things in, that everybody knows that they are going to have to do.
1: And in the pet world, in the veterinary world, we would just say that's wellness, right?
0: Those right. are those are our standard procedures. So your annual exam and your vaccinations that every pet has to get, those are not covered under under pet insurance. Whereas with human health insurance, that's if you're kind of covered, it's yeah. kind of right. covered. So it's a little different. So, but if you think about human health insurance, you can have uh, a comprehensive plan or you can have a, a catastrophic care where if you want to be a little, you're, you're young and you don't have as much disposable income and you want to say, hey, I'm, I'm healthy. I don't think I'm going to need this, so I want to have a $10,000 deductible that only covers if I'm hospitalized or break something, not if I have to go to the doctor with the flu.
1: Or in the pet world, we would say diarrhea. Right. Uh,
0: Diarrhea, (laughs) vomiting. I just needed to work
1: that, and you got to work in Fluffle last time, and I just want to see how many times I can say diarrhea today. That's great. What a word.
0: So (laughs) if you think through, but just like any human Insurance plans uh, for auto or health. You can have any number of deductibles. So you can have zero deductible, one hundred dollar deductibles, one thousand dollar deductibles. You can have uh, copay percentages. You can have ninety percent. You can have zero. I mean, one hundred percent where they pay everything, uh, or you can have uh, low as seventy uh, percent where you pay seventy percent. Sorry.
1: All right, you're starting to lose me on all these numbers, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm new to the pet insurance game, so how let, let me? So we kind of talked a little bit about how it works. It's kind of like a a blend between health insurance and auto insurance. I think you did a good job of explaining maintenance versus or wellness versus injuries, or like you have a wreck kind of Absolutely. a thing in the car. So. If With all of these different companies that are out there, how how can someone lay out all of the different options and can com- make sure that they're, as they say, comparing apples to apples? What are some tips that you might have of, so of one, laying it all out there? One
0: of the first things you're going to look for is what kind of policy is it going to be. So you talked about with your agility dog that you guys are going to have for a little bit that you may pursue just an accident-only policy policy. Mm-hmm. Um, Accidents only are basically going to be they foreign body ingestion, they break a bone, they hit by a car, those kind of accidents, injury, uh, illness. So you can also have an accident and illness policy, which is your standard policy, and that's going to be where most people are just going to go in and settle because that will cover things like if your dog is di- uh, diagnosed with cancer or diabetes or Cushing's disease. Um, those kind of things, so that would treat illnesses as well. So, so
1: I assume that that policy is more expensive, than, more expensive than just expensive the catastrophic because the ac-
0: you're you're far more likely to have a dog diagnosed with an illness than with an accident. So, an right. accident policy you listed you could get for nine dollars. Right. A comparable accident and illness policy with the same uh, deductibles and, and uh, would be somewhere probably around thirty. Uh, to $35. So sure. it's a, it is a significant more covering the illness side. So you want to make sure you're, you're comparing apples, apples there, but then the rest of it, it's what is your reimbursement rate? Uh, are you doing a, a uh, copay of uh, 70%, 80%, 90%? Um, and then also look at your deductible. So those are your two copay and deductible, just like in human healthcare. Those are, are two phrases that most people would be familiar with and and they work sure the same numbers.
1: so you're, you're paying a monthly premium
0: you pay a monthly premium and so you go into the vet with a broken bone my dog my kids left the back
1: uh yard gate open the dog ran out and got run over by the neighbor right. um not their fault it's the, it's our fault for leaving the gate open the dog now has a broken leg right
0: you have a and let's just say that it's you're a f- given an estimate of four thousand dollars right that's going to be the care so if you've got a uh $500 deductible. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be responsible for the first 500. And then for the next great, I did my I think math. you said 4,000. 4,500. So okay. There so go. there we go. <laughs> so now you have $4,000 remaining. And if you have a 90% um, uh, copay, a 10% copay, they would pay, um, for, uh, you would pay 400. The insurance company would pay 3,600. 3, now the big other factor that you have to be aware of is most insurance plans are going to be a reimbursement plan,
1: meaning that you, you still have to pay the you whole pay thing,
0: everything up front, mm-hmm. and they reimburse you. So, now,
1: does it so so that so people might say, "Well, what's the well? How's that going to work?" Like I, the reason I got insurance was so that I wouldn't have to pay out of pocket for this stuff. So um, I know that there are companies out there like. I'm, again, I'm not being we're not being paid by any of these. These are just really the the only ones that we know of that are out there. And if anybody knows them for more, let me know. Um, Care Credit and Scratch Pay um, are two um, companies that are out there that give like zero percent financing for six months or something. right
0: those are you have options out there for medically related uh, lines of credit. And So Care Credit or Scratch Pay are the two most uh, well-known that you can apply for a line of credit for, hey, I have a $4,000 bill. I need to apply for a $4,000 line of credit. They'll run the the soft credit and that's it's a,
1: it's a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode. But anyway, you get like right then, uh, approval or denial, but so they could use their line of credit to pay right. and do the, the reimbursements from the pet health insurance companies come back very fast.
0: So in general, what I've seen is about seven to 10 days mm-hmm. can be a, an average, um, an average expectation that if, if your claim is submitted with the information that's needed, which generally is just going to be the medical record from the veterinarian and your invoice showing this is what I paid, and there are the doctor notes that generally a seven to ten day turnaround is can be expected, and that's business days. Sorry, seven to ten business days. So again, if you're if you're just using a credit card, often you will be reimbursed. Before your payments do. So it's, you're playing a, a little bit of a game if if you don't have the the money staved in a savings account to pay cash up front, but that is, it, it still gives you a, a peace of mind. And a lot of the insurance companies will, if you're doing a major bill, will do a, a pre authorize so that the veterinarian can submit, this is our care plan this is what we saw on the initial note mm-hmm. and they the insurance company can do a quick review and say yes we this is going to be approved or not
1: all right what about uh, so i think that that's a good i think you've done a good job explaining how it works and how how we can utilize uh, different options to cover our bills uh, in a in a in a quote unquote worst case scenario where our dog's been hit by a car i mean that's what most people think of like oh my goodness that's awful right. it is awful um but but pet insurance can give you a way to pay for that. What about pre-existing conditions? So uh, are there, is there such a thing in pet health insurance?
0: So, again, just like in, in human on an open market, just because pet insurance is all open market, very rarely is, um, I don't know of any any plan that, that comes guaranteed. Pre-existing conditions are excluded. So for my example, my dog, Gracie, 11-year-old Shih Tzu, uh, was diagnosed with severe allergies around age six. And we pay uh, oh. <laughs> even with your staff discount. <laughs> That's uh, why I work at yeah. Family Pet Health, just right. to afford That's my right. dog's veterinary care. But if I went to get insurance on Gracie, that would be excluded. Um, Maverick, my three year old uh, German Shepherd mix that I got um, insurance on when he was two, had no uh, diagnosed issues. So he has zero pre-existing conditions, zero exclusions um, on his plan. So he's he's covered. I got him covered because he's going to break something. He's going. He's a knucklehead and chases the ball into the fence, uh, or will run out into the street chasing the ball and will be hit by a car. Kind of. Situation. You
1: sound like a. Uh, that guy on the hair club for men that was always like, not only am I the owner, I'm the, I'm a client. (laughs) client. So not only are you an advocate for pet insurance, but you are a subscriber.
0: Absolutely. And so I, I make that monthly premium payment for him, but I don't have it on Gracie because as you know, Dolly, Dolly Barkin was bred for napping. Gracie lives on the top of the couch. Now her the only thing that she will be injured on in her life is if she falls off the couch while asleep. But otherwise, uh, she doesn't go outside much. <laughs> that's right. She's, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: she perches on top of that couch. She's just like spot. always there. That's her spot. Oh, wow. So
0: it, it's a situation where pet insurance for her, because I didn't get it when she was young. Okay, that was going to be my next question. It yep. doesn't make financial sense anymore. So if you're, a, if you're a pet owner, if you have a young... Healthy pet, now is the time to consider because you can lock in a premium. Some, some will lock in the premium for life. That that's right. the flat premium that you pay for life, and if you can lock that premium in on a one-year-old, uh, two-year-old dog or cat, I mean that's golden.
1: And some, and some, and they do, they do uh, go by. Uh, purebred dogs also mixed breed dogs do so
0: those are all factors some companies take those into considerations some do not some take into consideration size some do not
1: all right we're running up on the end of our time together today i think you've done a good job of explaining this uh when do you recommend people consider pet insurance?
0: I would recommend pet insurance the day you go for your first puppy visit, or yeah, if kitten you, visit.
1: If you're thinking of even, um, if you're thinking of adding a new pet to your home, you might go ahead and start researching uh, pet health insurance from the beginning. Absolutely, I think when- it's something that you know, as an owner of a veterinary hospital, we're a little bit afraid sometimes to try new things like this because we're afraid that the insurance company is going to dictate what. Level of care we can do. Um, you you hear that in the human medicine as well. Um, so far, we have not seen that. Um, it is a concern, but I, I maybe not even really a warranted one. But but so far that, that we haven't seen things like that. So the people right. with I will say this, and and you correct me if I'm wrong. The people that have pet insurance, um, their their pets have better outcomes long term.
0: They have. We have had several. Pets within our own clinic who have come in and have had uh, multi-thousand-dollar procedures. And I I know of one in particular. There is no way that that owner would have been able to afford the level of care that uh, that her pet received without having pet insurance. We
1: had a client that took a rabbit and That's the one to in particular. UT. Okay, well, we're thinking of the Thousands same Thousands of dollars. They had an MRI, treatment. wasn't it, done on their so rabbit to... Yes. It was, and it's awesome. Like that's a, it's the opposite of the story that I shared at the beginning, right? Like that was, everyone was happier. Like we diagnosed this rabbit with, um, like some really bad health problems, but instead of euthanasia, the, they had pet insurance and they were able to go and, and, um, have an MRI done, the specialist at at the university of Tennessee college of veterinary medicine took, took at it. And that extended that, that pet's life, right? And uh, so everyone was happy there. We all got to, and we got to see a cool case. I mean, it was, uh, it was a, a neat. A, and we have many much stories. Better. We yeah. have
0: many stories like that. And our goal, um, our desire is that there are many, many more.
1: And and again, we are not selling pet insurance. Nope. Um, we just are advocates for it because we see that it allows people to, to take better care of their pets, which is the whole purpose of the family pet podcast the, we want people to know as much as they can. Now, we talked about giving, sharing um, some random facts that would make people smarter. Uh, one of the most common injuries and surgeries that we perform is uh, the TPLO surgery, which uh, most people think, and, and we really sum it up because it's just as a frame of reference for folks. We tell it's like an ACL repair. Um, but in pets, they actually don't tear their ACL. They tear their CCL. And the TPLO is, it stands for Tibial Plateau Leveling. Oh man, osteotomy is that right? So they sure. take it on, right? So, so um, it's a fascinating surgery. They they come in and and do that. So we'll, we'll put uh, if you want to learn more about TPLO surgery, which is actually where your pet tears its CCL, um, the cranial cruciate ligament. Um, we'll have that in the show notes too. Where, what else will we put in the show notes? What other resources are do we so have? Some
0: we have some some great resources for for. Um, pet insurance. If you go to the show notes, you'll be able to, uh, check out a link that goes to our blog that, uh, will be updated with a, uh, article about pet insurance, going through some of the examples, details on our, uh, it'll also contain a link to, a, uh, to our website for the companies that we recommend that we work with in particular, a- again.
1: And as plans change, we change kind of, absolutely. sometimes we, we and, change. Too. And, and
0: let me just say this. If, don't let a, a particular recommendation be what hinders you from getting pen insurance. No matter what company you go with, any of the companies that are out there that you that you find are reputable companies, all of them, any of them are better than nothing. Absolutely. So that- in that moment, any of them are better than nothing. So you, you can't go wrong. You can might just find one that's Better
1: and ask your so. employer if they offer pet insurance through there as a benefit. I've heard and been reading a lot about. Quite a few companies
0: um, are starting to grow. Yeah. Pet insurance is a rapidly expanding industry, and it's only going to continue to get bigger and bigger. So just be ready.
1: Yep, and we we are excited to see where that takes us. Again, being able to provide better care when emergencies happen. So Stephen, hey, episode two was a success. I think we're
0: maybe. Think so. Yeah. I think so.
1: I'm ready to go for episode three. Let's Pro- go. Producer Trent is uh, making us sound good out here at Spread the Positive uh, Studios. Make sure that you go to any of the podcasting apps and search for Spread the Positive. He's got a he's got a cool lineup of uh, podcasts that are out there. The reason I found him is because the builder, the contractor that we are using to build our new veterinary hospital, they have a podcast. And so that that was kind of cool. That's how we met. But at any rate, check that out. Spread the positive. Steven, thank you again for episode two of The Family Pet. And to all you curious pet parents out there, we'll see you next time. The Family Pet is a podcast for curious pet parents, where we believe that the more you know about pet healthcare, the better pet parent you can be. The Family Pet is a production of Family Pet Health PLLC and recorded in the studios of Spread the Positive Productions in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The statements made as a part of this show should not be taken as an establishment of any form of a veterinary client-patient relationship. All comments are for entertainment and educational purposes only you should reach out to your local veterinary partner before taking any action on the things that you've heard here today. We hope that you will share this podcast with a friend and it would mean so much to us if you would take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Show notes, links, and videos to accompany today's show can be found at thefamilypetpodcast.com.